here we are again. Another episode of Child. This is what? The 10th episode. Despite the Grammy episode. Oh my gosh. I have clothes near <laughs> my um, extension cord. Okay, so <laughs> I just like, oh my gosh, let me fix that. So, despite my Grammy episode, this is like the ninth, and I'm really excited to keep doing, I'm really excited to even do this. Like I keep saying, sometimes I I never know what I'm going to talk about, but here we are, and I have a couple things I want to say. You can look look up my Grammy episode. Um, it's a repo, it's a recap and a post thoughts, I mean, pre thoughts and a recap that's up. Take a listen, but some things I did forget to say, I'm just going to catch up with some stuff I forgot because if I don't write it down, I definitely forget. So we have, first of all, Beyonce, she won single song of the year for single ladies Back in 2010, um, I said she didn't have any of the major categories. Well, she does. Um, and then Dula Peep's Grammy speech was so beautiful. I forgot to talk about that because I, re- I so enjoyed her speech. I think I enjoy her. I don't really, really know. I haven't really looked at a bunch of interviews. And then, like, my favorite song from her album is Physical. And I was so, I love a live performance. That's how you know what what makes or breaks a singer. And it was like 2019. I think her album came out in late 2019. No, no, it came out last year, 2020. And it didn't register because I think she had done some promo in 2019. Some songs had came out from the album already. But, you know, the pandemic shut everything down and she wasn't able to promote it early or do a bunch of songs. And so physical, I was looking for that and no live performance. I don't think even yet there's still not a live performance. It's one of my favorites from her. Sure. It sounds dated or it sounds like a copy of another song, especially the video is like an homage to, um, physical by living Olivia Newton, John, but still, she does, she did her thing. But her Grammy speech, she said, she was like, she was very nervous and very, she was nervous in a way about putting the music out. And she thought that the only way she's going to be successful is if she made sad music. And I was like, no, girl, this is the, what did I tell you guys this? Is this my thoughts? I think I wrote this on Twitter. <laughs> like, things just go through my head. I'm just like, oh, my gosh. Did I say this? Did, did, I, did I say this to this person? Did I tweet it? Did I read it? Okay. But, no, I didn't say this to you guys. Um, I was like, no, give us the pussy poppers. Give us the, the bangers. Give us the dance music. I was just like, yes. I really enjoyed her second album more than her first. I don't. I wasn't really like. I just played it just to see what I would like or see what it was or what she was about. And I think the general idea was I didn't like the album so much, and it was kind of 
down and it wasn't my fa- it's not my favorite but i really appreciate her appreciated her honesty and saying she thought she could only have a hit with moody songs and these pop- pussy poppers weren't gonna do much and look what they did they gave her best pop album vocal album whatever okay so i think that's all my grammy things i want to talk about um Another thing I want to say is Fergie. You know, I said a couple of weeks ago I did a Fergie episode, and it was like a celebration of Fergie and her first album, album The Duchess, back in oh, back in two thousand six. And I'm just like Fergie. I said she did um, Tyra's uh, theme song, Tyra Banks' theme song for her show back in the day. But also, I just realized, oh, Fergie has done, is doing, or has done, I think, the last three years, um, they've been using Fergie's voice on the Wendy Williams theme song. And I'm like, oh, how did I forget that? So she's, like, the theme song queen around here. I don't really know a lot of people that have different celebrities, if that. But um, it's kind of annoying. I think I did, like, Wendy's original Feel It, Feel It, Feel It. Um, theme song, but you know, things change, people change of their situation. So, Fergie's done. So, we still have no MC30. <laughs> I think it's been down for about a week. Um, the Mariah Report. Oh my god, the Mariah Report. I think they come back next next week that's one of my favorite podcasts they actually it's so funny because they took they started when did they start i think they started last year no they started like five six years ago at this point four or five years ago and then they ended it and didn't say anything didn't tell us why um I was trying to do some searching, and I think maybe one of them, I thought um, the Australian dude, I think is um, Dan Martin, Martin, Martin Burgess. I thought he was, like, leaving the country, and then you kind of think maybe they had, like, a little riff, but you're, like, they were so tight, but, you know, these days, anything happens. But, like, I was, like, they're so tight, and they're so friendly with each other, and they're, like, they built this bond and this um, connection with each other. But, um, yeah, I just felt like, They, um, I was just confused. It was just very confusing. And then they came back and I think it was last year, 2020, when uh, Mariah announced her book. So they were like, okay, we got to come back and come back and talk about all the stuff she's doing. She was promoting it and the book itself. They have the Mariah book report. I really enjoy it. Go check that out. Um, if, and I was thinking, I was like, I need to tell people, like, if you haven't, I think I've told you guys already a couple of weeks ago when I first started the podcast, if you haven't already listened to, I mean, or listened or read Mariah Carey's book, The Meaning of Mariah Carey, please do. It definitely, definitely gives you a different point of view on who she is, who, what she went through, which makes her who she is today. And some of the book is interesting it's a lot of crazy details a lot of crazy stories um just abuse after abuse after abuse 
And I think finally she's in this place where she's happy and she's on her own terms in a way because I say in a way because she's like talking about the caution album and how it was rushed and she didn't like the way it was put out. And I'm like, oh, okay, I guess. But you signed on for it. Like, artists get us on my nerves when they, like, talk about rushed stuff or stuff they were just doing to get out of a contract. Like, Fantasia, when she she said her um, second-to-last album, what was the name? Side, not Side Effects of You. Oh, the one with the No Time and Blue. And it's the orange cover i'm forgetting it was to get her out of the her contract because she wanted to make music on her own and make the different kind of music she had so i was just like okay interesting and then she's like some of the songs i didn't really like and but i'm like i've loved it so i don't know what the problem was except for this last album fantasia put out was a flop and the music wasn't that hot but i okay but i was this week listening to fantasia uh holy ghost and then uh ptsd with um what's his name i had no idea i was gonna talk about this i didn't even plan on talking about this but i did but i didn't um with uh t-pain and t-pain just eats fantasia up on that song i'll have it as like one of the intros or outros but, uh, yeah, T-Pain just eats her up, and it's just like, you just gonna let this man eat you up on your own song like this? Your first independent album, you gonna just let somebody come and take over a song? No, baby, not me, I would not. Um, child, it's a mess. <laughs> also, Fantasia's, like, pregnant, and Fantasia's, like, I'm just like, what? Okay, I guess... You already have three kids, and see, that's the thing. Like, I would scream. Me and my sister, we're four years apart, and growing up, it was a little bit difficult. It wasn't difficult, difficult, but it was like, okay, she's, I'm older in a different zone, and she's younger in a different zone, and then there was my cousin. I hope she never listens to this. And it definitely was sort of like, uh, why does she have to be here sometimes? Because it was me and my cousin. We want to run the streets and have fun. But here's, you know, the four... Me and my cousin were, like, a year apart. And my sister... Yeah, and then we have, like, you know... We're eight and she's four. And we're like, let's go. And she's, like, tagging along. And it's like, okay, here she comes. So, you know, she... She was, like... She's the only one that I definitely... She probably has, like, traumatic experiences and needs therapy over this being the only one not having somebody to in their age group yeah i'm just thinking like yeah she's the only one in their age group so i'm thinking like i think one of her 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 oldest fantasia's oldest kid was 18 is 18 or 19 now and then she has like um dallas and i think he's like eight or nine and so now she's having another kid it's just like what, what what's the point of this i understand you're married and you want to do things the right way just i don't know there's no way i'm having more kids after i already had a couple of kids no matter who i'm with that sounds ridiculous what was i saying but yeah okay um but yeah mariah's book child my brain 
uh, Mariah's book. Mariah, yeah. If you haven't listened to it, go check it out. It gives you a different experience of her, a different perspective. Even if you're not a fan, definitely check that book out. And you see, I feel like she answers a lot of the main questions about her race and um, her Tommy Matola situation. Uh, one thing I do wish Mariah would give up is the I don't know J-Lo or I hate J-Lo thing for quote-unquote stealing her song. Because if you listen to Glitter, if you listen to any version of Glitter, I mean any version of Loverboy and then whatever song... Uh, was supposed to be the sample, the firecracker sample that JLo quote unquote stole. It sounds, you're just like, it sounds crazy because they don't sound alike. Loverboy is its own thing, even with the firecracker uh, one she just put out on the Rarities album last year. Loverboy is its own thing, and JLo is her own thing. And JLo had no, I'm sure JLo had no idea or no control over what was going on in her career at that time. So, speaking of MC, MC30, Where I Belong is um, the sequel that we we find out now. It's a sequel to I Know What You Want. I think I was trying to, a couple of weeks ago, I was trying to remember the song. I remember the song now. I Know What You Want. And Where I Belong came out on Busta Rhymes' album. And let's, I just want to make a side note. Busta Rhymes um, he and Mariah always make really good music. From Where I Belong, Where I Belong is such an amazing song. And then we have I Know What You Want. This little Mariah on there is not a lot, but it's still really good. And then we have from the Glitter album, um, what is it, Don't, um, Let's Not a DJ Save My Life. I really didn't like that song at first, but now I really do because the song is like six minutes and it's just like Busta Gordon hyping and just like repeating himself over and over. But it's actually a really good song. The whole Glitter album is a fantastic album. But yeah, they make really good music. So the Where I Belong video came out and I believe the Lamb said, the Lambs, Mariah's fans, I believe they said she had like, they had made the video. A couple of years ago and it just hasn't you know came out so it came out it's on on the director's vimeo account i don't know who the director is i forgot to take i didn't take notes on that part um but the video is pretty decent that's what i would say mariah looks fantastic in it um she looks really good the video is just a lot of like long shots, a lot of panning, a lot of a little animation. It tells somewhat of a story. I think it's like it throws back to the actual video for a second. I mean, to um, I know what you want. The video, I know what you want for a second. It tells a story, but I'm not really sure what story. Like this man has been looking for this woman, and he finds her, and it's like some slightly mafia thing but then there's like 15 seconds of like women just staring at the camera i don't know what the video is mariah looks good that's really all what we're here for i wonder if that's gonna be a single i don't even know if his album has it like a wikipedia page you know how i feel about that now like what the heck so aretha franklin has two 
Oh, no, let's go to Kelly. Kelly Rowland did her first um, performance. <laughs> I'm trying to figure the words out. I need a desk. <laughs> Kelly Rowland did her first performance this week on GMA. Or was that? No, I think that was last week. I'm sorry. Yeah, it was last week. Last Thursday. And I don't know what it was for. Besides, if okay, so really, to be honest, she's saying black magic, and we all know how I feel about black magic. If you want to know, listen to the, a couple weeks ago, I did a review on her EP, K, that's the name of the um, EP, black magic was on the lower rank of the song, the song Choices and Lists I Love on that album. So she did black magic, I didn't think she was gonna like i knew it but i didn't think she was gonna do it like it was kind of like an obvious choice and i was just like okay here we go i would rather her you know saying like crazy or um hitman but i'm like okay you can't be talking about getting your pussy wrecked at nine in the morning on you know good morning america but i'm sure stranger things have happened performance wise is that early in the morning so she did the um she did black magic and it was beautiful actually. She was in like this like garden and a bunch of like extras and dancers around them. They were in these earth tone colors. I think she sang live even. She sounded good. I don't I still don't know what black magic is about. Um she had this very like couture type African couture dress on. Um it was a pretty good performance. I Wish we'd have got some other performance or another song besides that one. But, okay. Here, we're in this black power movement. Everybody needs to be in their black power bag. That's that. Um, beautiful. Beautiful. It looked beautiful. She had the dance, the extras, like, walking around her. Um... She was having fun. That's what it looked like. She was having fun. And that's all you can ask for. So Aretha Franklin. Aretha has two pictures. How do we say this? Two creative contents about her life coming out. One is going to be the respect, respect the movie. And then the other is going to be um, a miniseries on, I think it's Nat Geo wild or it might be the history channel whichever one does genius and it's called genius like the aretha franklin whatever 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 and so that one is going to be on tv the other one is a movie like i said respect with jennifer hudson that jennifer hudson that one is based off of i thought someone said it was based off of the ritz um the ritz man Author Ritz, I'm forgetting his last name. I got his first name. <laughs> Child. Okay, so uh, that was based off of his book, I think, with Aretha's input or whatever. This Cynthia Erivo, Nat Geo, History Channel thing, TV series, it's not. And her family wants us to boycott the movie. The thing is, okay, so people are already boycotting it. Now I kind of, do I want to see it? 
do I want to see it? If I have access to it, I might watch it. It's just, we're going to watch a train wreck. Because I feel like Cynthia Erivo as Aretha? I guess. I feel like some, some biopics, they need unknown names. Okay, sure. Okay, you have an unknown name singer or an unknown name actress. Let's get no-named ensemble casts. Let's ensemble the no-name casts. The, uh, the cast with popular names or names that are going to get the movie to be watched. Or whatever this is to be watched. Um, Cynthia is... A British actress. I don't see... I don't understand why they couldn't get someone... I'm not making this the biggest issue, but why couldn't they get somebody from America? Why couldn't they go to Detroit, get somebody sassy, get somebody with Aretha Spunk, or somebody that can play that role? And I feel like that's another thing that a lot of these biopics aren't, including, like I said in the Billie Holiday review... The funny part of Billy that I've read, I mean, that I've heard about during documentaries and through her, through her friends and her co-workers and stuff, the funny, the spunky, the sassy, same with Aretha. They were both um, Aries, which is funny. The funny Aretha, the spunky, the sassy, the shady Aretha, the jokester Aretha, Aretha the awkward jokester Aretha that is so funny and so interesting to watch with her fashion and with her, you know, her knowledge and her voice i feel like that part of their these people that we're celebrating and making movies about that part is like really missing this other side to them besides the singer or the mom or the activist or whoever the druggie whatever there's another side to everybody and i feel like that needs to be played out also and i don't the clips that i've seen I don't know what the hell that shit was. (laughs) But the family, the Aretha's niece is asking us to boycott because um, they've asked Nat Geo to include them. They've asked them and contacted them and they feel disrespected that they haven't contacted them at any part, which is kind of funny. (laughs) Like, we don't want y'all up in here. And so the the niece was like, we want um, a respectable and accurate knowledge of our queen, Aretha, and you guys aren't doing that, so we need you guys to boycott. And I'm just like, okay, you guys. We'll see. Although Craig, Craig's pop life, he's a um, music journalist. He and uh, he attended the virtual screening of it and he just gave it a bunch, of, a bunch of praises and i want to ask him what does he think i should i should have asked him i'll give to you guys back on that what does he think about the aretha family not wanting us to support it also cynthia if you know some tidbits about cynthia arrivo uh, a lot of people don't and it started with harriet a lot of people don't like aretha uh cynthia can she sing? Sure. I just feel like she's trying too hard. This is her second American role. First, she did Harriet. Secondly, she did um, Aretha. 
hello, who are we talking about here? And one thing that came up is she she said some she said something about ghetto accents in America, and it's like a thread. It's an article with a thread of stuff that finds her problematic, and. She was just saying it was taken out of context what I said about ghetto American accents. And I'm just like, well, why don't you put in context what you were talking about and clear it up? Because I don't think she cleared it up. Also, it's like she had a bunch of hypocrisy with the. um, A bunch of hypocrisy with how she felt. Um about her British side, a British side, and then, and then how Americans are viewed. It's just, like, crazy. Just a bunch of confusing hypocrisy. You look crazy. Let me see if I can find it, because I think I screenshotted some of it. Um... talking about how as oh okay here's a tweet as as for the tweets taken out of context without giving me the room to tell you what i meant and it wasn't mocking anyone really it wasn't for that purpose at all i was it was to celebrate a song i had wrote when i was 16 oh okay is that her clearing it up i guess but yeah it's just a bunch of like why this lady she kind of comes off like anti-black you know the african and the um the africans and sort of i guess the british africans the black british people they kind of feel a certain way or toot their nose up think they're better than african americans when in actuality we've all been in some kind of struggle and um in some kind of struggle been some kind of um discrimination or racism in each of the country uh, south uh, africa south america south africa um america and you know britain we learn from the best that's all i have to say about that child because child this is a mess so okay this is that was kind of awkward so lastly and then we'll get to the main course, which I'm going to talk about uh, uh, Anita, Anita Baker and streaming. Streaming, oh my gosh, gives me a headache. It's so confusing. Okay, let's just wait. So lastly, Patty, a little Patty update. Patty, I saw, was on the Philly News, a local Philly news station, and she was getting her vaccine. She got her Moderna vaccine, and she was just there to encourage people to go out and get it. Um... The vaccine is very interesting to me. I can definitely, it makes me cautious, firstly. And I'm like, okay, do I want to wait? I do kind of want to wait and see what's going on with it. As my grandmother said, what's the word on the curb about the vaccine? What's the word on the curb? And then part of me is like, I understand technology is 100% advanced and this is what we've worked so hard for to get stuff out to people and have 
Is the vaccine a cure? I feel like it's a preventable measure. It's not a cure. So when people compare it to like cure to the cancer and HIV and stuff like that, I feel like that's not, I feel like we're not in the same realm. I feel like it's a preventable measure. And like the, the lady said, she's trying to encourage black people to get out. And the nurse there, she was saying either one, the Pfizer, the Moderna, Moderna or Moderna, Moderma, Moderma, somebody, and Johnson and Johnson, which I don't know about Johnson Johnson. Let's be honest, Johnson and Johnson, that they both, they're all measures to keep people out of the hospital and keep people alive, and I'm like, okay. But then, you know, you do your research. Well, not your research, but I've been doing, you know, scrolling online, seeing stuff. People saying the Pfizer vaccine has had some horrible or more difficult side effects to them than the others. Um, my mom, she got vaccinated, vaccinated and she said her arm still hurts and she got it on Wednesday. And today is Wednesday. I think she said Wednesday. It was sometime last week. But she said her arm is still like sore. Like, I'm like, oh my gosh. But she thinks the lady did something wrong. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. But yeah, some of, like, I was talking to some of my coworkers and they sounded kind of ignorant and like, I don't know what's in it. You know, the jokes are funny. The jokes are funny. We're going to be walking around with, like, different shit. And then that lady, that, like, <laughs> she got the vaccine and she passed the fuck out, like, two seconds later. That was hilarious. The jokes are funny, but I feel like, Funny and ignorant are two different things. I can laugh, but I do understand where we are in the world in terms of vaccines and technology and health. I understand. So I feel like sometimes I need to practice what I preach, but I'm still being a little cautious. Um, and then there's like these different streams still popping up or whatever and it's like is this real are you guys just telling us this and then it's like um what's the point of getting vaccinated if like a stronger stream is going to come up and you're still going to get in contact and get really sick from it <sighs> it's just a lot going on in the world it's just a lot but yeah if you're able to people are saying get vaccinated um a couple of people in my family have gotten vaccinated or the first shot. I think a couple has, one has gotten the second shot, but I need to look at why do you need two shots? I'm forget. I don't, they don't explain that kind of stuff to you. They're just like, yeah, there's two shots, get one or two. But Johnson and Johnson, they, from what I read the last time, they had the lowest, um, uh, the lowest, productivity the lowest percentage of amazing rate to save you from it so i'm like why are people gonna take it and then this one lady was like this older she was like with her great grandmother or somebody she's like we want to prevent coming out so many times to get it but i'm just like i guess so that's why they got the one shot instead of the two whatever so you know shout out to patty also, she did, um, because I was confused. Like, why are you, Patty, what you doing in Miami? No, first of all, I thought she was in L.A., but she wasn't. They were in Miami um, when she met, when she um, ran into Clive Davis and she took a picture and posted it on Instagram. 
she told him how much she loved him. The legend, the living legend, the storyteller, Clive Davis. Um, so I was like, what are you doing in Miami? And, you know, Florida basically hasn't really shut down. They've been popping ever since, ever since, ever since. And I'm just like, Patty, come on. Let's not go to these crazy states where things are popping. Like, what, is, what was she doing in Miami? Whatever. <laughs> she also did a interview about Versus, and she did it with Gladys. Her and Gladys looked amazing. Um, they talked a little bit about Dion and how, you know, of course, they didn't know just the normal stuff. How they didn't know Dion was there. They loved doing Versus. Versus, versus, blah, 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 blah. But I think about Dion Warwick is, who was there? And, you know, her and Patty, Patty was shocked as fuck to see Dion Warwick pop up because her and Dion haven't had the best um, track record. Um, my thing about Dion was at the verses, she looked very frail and very confused, <laughs> very weak. But then a couple of weeks later, she's on Twitter talking lip and giving everybody the business. <laughs> so I'm like, what? What's going on here, Miss Franklin? I mean, Miss Warwick. What is really going on? What's really good, Miss Warwick? Were you faking it? Excuse me. Or were you just tired? All right. So I'm going to take a little break. And when we come back, when I come back on this episode of Child, Child, we're going to talk about streaming and Miss Anita Baker. And she has a proposition. She has a demand. She has some things to tell us when we come back. we're back and for this main course segment and the last segment and the last segment I want to talk about streaming I want to talk about Miss Anita Baker Anita Baker such a beautiful voice such a talented woman she really wrote sang and possibly produced all of like most of her music She's from Detroit, you know, I didn't, after a while, you realize, oh, wow, a lot of these singers are from Detroit, let alone Motown, the Supremes, the Temptations, everybody else. <laughs> we have, you know, Aretha, there's Anita, Aretha, the Clark sisters, um, I should have made a list. But there's so much talent, you just realize, you think, oh, wow, a lot of Detroit talent, a lot of talented people come from uh, Detroit. One of my favorite Anita Baker's albums is her jazz album, the one that she put after all this. um, I didn't realize 94 was her last album, and then 2004 was her next album that she put out. My everything, my everything is literally my everything. I love each and every song off there from um, the the two men in her life to my everything to um, 
like we used to with baby face serious oh my gosh go listen to that album if it's on youtube well she's telling us <laughs> wait i just told you i just told you to do something that she told us not to do because anita's going through some stuff with her record label well not her i don't think they're together anymore but the record label the record label which i believe is electra i think that's who she's talking about and Electra Records is a parent company, or it's a it's a kid company. The parent, their parent company is Warner Brothers, Warner Music, Warner Brothers. Now, as we know, with Prince and what he went through, Anita, you're gonna have to strap strap up. You're gonna have to buckle up. You're gonna bring out the guns on this one because Warner Brothers is a mess. And they're hard to get to, as we've seen with Prince. So they're not, she's saying Warner Brothers, I mean, Electra Warner. She's saying that they're not giving her her masters that she said is in her contract that after a certain amount of years, they're going to give her her masters. And she's saying, don't buy, don't stream, which I have an asterisk. Is that thunder? She said, <laughs> don't buy or don't stream any of her music until she gets this settled. <laughs> Who knows that how long that'll be. <sighs> My thing is already, wait, okay, let me get all that information out first. Don't buy or stream any of her music because the um, she's about to begin a long-ass journey. Hopefully not long, but she's about to begin, begin a tough journey to get her master's back. One thing at a time, Derek. Okay. Asterisk, her streaming. I don't think she has... She doesn't have a lot of streaming. I mean, a lot of her songs aren't streaming in the first place. So, for you to say that, okay. I think she's like maybe 10 songs maximum on streaming. The other thing is your masters. When a singer gets their masters or owns their masters, they own that product. All the money. Oh. Excuse me. I got some dinner I'm trying to pop back up. All the money that. When a singer owns their masters, they can distribute their music any kind of way they want. They could put it. If you want. Um, if somebody wants to use it for a commercial, somebody wants to sample it, I'm sure it's sampling, I'm sure they get money already, but like, like a commercial use, things of that nature, if they want to do that, the money goes to them. I don't think, not the record label anymore, because you own the masters. That's very important. That's one of like the hardest things an artist has ever tried to do. Fuck a 360. Get your masters. That's one of like the Taylor Swift thing. Um, she didn't somehow own her masters and all her masters. <laughs> it's not funny, but it's comical. All of her masters were in this one record label or her hit masters. 
or her hit singles albums were in this one record label, and the record label got sold to Scooter Bronson, who was Justin Bieber's. <laughs> I think Justin and Ariana Grande's manager. And now he owns the masters, and he can do whatever the fuck he wants with them. And she's like, oh my gosh, I do have my masters. And it's like, oh my goodness, what is going on here? So Aretha, I mean, Anita, I'm sorry, Aretha. Anita wants her masters. Don't stream, don't buy any of her old music until she gets to settled. Streaming. I don't know what, on Spotify, she doesn't have a lot. I think... I know my everything isn't on there. Sirius isn't on there. Um, Angel isn't on there. I think Rapture's on there. Giving you the best that I got. No one in the world. I think those like three or four songs are on there. And that's the thing. Aretha. I mean, oh my gosh. Anita. Miss Baker. She didn't have a lot of her music on streaming. Because she says streaming. And as we know now. Streaming. Pays them little to no money. It takes, from what I read, it takes 150 um, spins for you to play it. It takes you 150 times. Or if I play a song 150 times, it counts as a sale. See, the whole streaming thing is so crazy. Because back in the day, all you do is just buy it, and it counts. But if I stream the song 150 times... I guess that's why they have streaming parties. If I stream the song 150 times, it counts as one sale. So if an album has 10 songs, I do that 1,500 times. The whole album counts as a sale. But the thing is, I don't just buy. So you're just purchasing the, I guess, to keep it going, to keep an artist's revenue you have to keep the cycle going. It's very confusing. It's completely opposite of actually buying a song and then having a song continue to buy. Because as a person, I'm not going to buy two or three singles unless I really am a stan. But as a streamer, I'm just going to play the song. And I might play it once, 150 times, probably the whole year. <laughs> <laughs> I probably played Clark Sisters more than 150 times last year. Still going. But yeah. So the whole streaming thing is very confusing. And they don't pay... Do I have a calculation of a payment? Yeah, it's very strange. And never did I think in 2020... 20, 2012... Lord, I wish I could go back to those days for a second just to say Hello. Never did I think that this was what was going on or going to go on. Like, it's so weird. And then I'm like, why do artists put their music on streaming if you know you're not going to get any money from it? I don't think I have a calculation of the number. But the numbers are low. The numbers are really low. Like, you can have a million streams and get, like, $12. (laughs) Because I think she said, oh, wait, I think I have it in my notes. I think she said it's like half of a um, 2020 streaming rate, 0.003 cents 
Okay. You get a half a penny per stream for an artist. Minus, <laughs> she said, minus fees, minus taxes, and et cetera, et cetera. <laughs> Let me read you her statement. On Twitter, miraculously, miraculously, I have lived, I have outlived all of my artist contracts. They no longer own, quote unquote, my name and likeness. And by law, 30 years old, masters are to be returned. Oh. So you get your masters 30 years later? Oh, that sucks. Well, he's on this contract. I guess she signed. Masters are to be returned to me. Unfortunately, they're not going to make me fight for it. Unfortunately, they're going to make me fight for it. I'm prepared to do that, Anita says. Please don't advertise by them, Anita Baker. XO. Oh, Anita. Anita's very sassy. <laughs> See, another sassy Detroit woman. Oh, Lord, what are we going to do? What are we going to do? So I'm just saying, why, and I had, I wasn't able to have access to, you know, title or, I didn't feel like making fake accounts to get access to see if Anita was on there. But the thing is, title, um, I'm not sure if she has her music on title or the other streaming, um, streaming services. So I'm just like, I don't know what how much streaming she's talking about. So I asked the question, why do artists put their music on Spotify when they know they're not going to get paid? Is it a trendy thing? Is it for exposure? Is it to make the friends happy? Mariah, recently Mariah talked about it. Bridget Kelly has talked about it. Now Anita, Beyonce kind of talked about it. Um, saying, you know, we don't get paid as much. And I remember back in the day, Unapologetic, wasn't on Spotify. Rihanna's second to last album. It wasn't on Spotify. Um, Lemonade wasn't on Spotify. And then, you know, Jay-Z took all his music off. Prince took all of their, his music off. And I still haven't found an answer why Jay-Z's music is back on there. You know, we know Jay-Z created Tidal and it's for the artist. The artists get paid a lot more than they do on something like Spotify. And then they also have exclusive content. They have music videos. They have live performances, behind-the-scenes stuff. Um, Like, all of Beyonce's visual albums are on there. I don't know if... um, When I was on Tidal, I don't think the B-Day... Oh, wait, okay, it was. Her her B-Day music videos were, but I'm thinking, like, the whole thing I'm, i don't know why i thought of like it was like a lemonade thing but it's not like a lemonade thing um having a master's is your wealth and it's very important to an artist and i think that's what main that's what made that's what artists need to focus on get your master's and not your degrees you can do that if you want but get your master's of your music um, breaking streaming records. It's very confusing because I'm like, okay, everybody's breaking a streaming record, but breaking a streaming record doesn't really do much. 
And it's like every day somebody bringing a new streaming record or every day you see these random ass YouTube um, views records are being topped or whatever. And it's just like, okay, once we get to a, a trillion views, does anything matter? I think that's all I have to say about streaming, about how confusing it is and weird. And honestly, I love Spotify. If you're listening to this right now, you're listening, you're possibly listening to it on Spotify. I love Spotify. It's like home to me now. I do wish Spotify was able to um, pay the artists more. It's crazy out here. Streaming has, in a way, fucked up the music industry. What are your thoughts on streaming? I like it. I really do. All of my music is on my phone. All of the music, I don't have to buy. I pay a good... Uh, it's gone up to, like, I think $11 now. I pay, like, $11 a month. I get 90... 97% of my music that I love and listen to, I can just type it in, listen, and play. I don't have to play the whole album. And that's the other thing. People don't make really good albums anymore. So it's like, okay, skip this. You know, I don't want to listen to Black Magic. I hate Black Magic. Or I don't want to listen to um, whatever other song. You're going to love me before Better. I don't want to listen to Better from K. I'll just play Hitman all day long, and that's what I can do. I don't have to press forward. I don't have to press back. I just make a playlist of Hitman. I can make a playlist of Crazy. People don't make really good albums anymore, so it's stifling as a listener when you want to support but you don't want to I don't know when you don't want to buy the album all right we've heard Anita Anita we're gonna try to do our best even though I just told everybody <laughs> to go listen to my everything we're gonna listen to my everything on um YouTube that's where I listen to it I have the album I don't have a device to put it on my phone or think I think I it was it's on a phone, but it's not on this current phone that I have. Excuse me. So yeah, we're gonna try to do our best. We're gonna get back together next week. Cause child, the music industry is a mess. <laughs> and on that note, you can follow me on Instagram. My love might need tonight. That is the name. You can leave a comment. Let's talk. Tell me what you think. What's your favorite Anita songs? What are your thoughts on streaming? Leave a comment. I really want to know. Anything I should talk about that I don't talk about? Let me know. Thank you for listening to this episode of Child. Because Child, it's time to go.